Adam Manis, and you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you. Day three of my solo week here at the piano. I'm having a good time rolling through these. We're doing this series this week on very basic jazz theory, just kind of uh, the nuts and bolts of some things that we get asked a lot about. And we're calling it How Does That Work? Because I thought it was mildly funny. Uh, So today is chord subs. How does that work? Um, which is something we get asked a lot about here. And by chord subs, I'm talking about chord substitutions. So let's define what a chord substitution is. So anytime we have any chord progression, uh, as jazz musicians, we have options to substitute whatever the, uh, the agreed-upon chord is or the, 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 the typical chord you might play for a number of options and sort of the more you level up in jazz and and understand the the inner workings behind it the more options you can use as you're playing through something so if we take a tune like have you met miss jones right so in those first four bars we can apply a number of substitutions to almost any of those chords. But we'll start. So here we have a 3-6 going to the 2, right? We have A minor, D7, to G minor 7. So our very level 1 chord substitution is what's called a tritone substitution. This can be used on any dominant 7th chord, really, especially ones that are going somewhere. Um, uh, But... If we have a 3-6 here, we can use the same, uh, we can use the dominant 7 chord a tritone away from the dominant chord we're using here. In this case, it's D7, so we can use uh, an A-flat 7 as the tritone sub going to G minor, right? So we have F major 7, A minor 7, and instead of D7, flat 9, we'll use A-flat 7, sharp 11, right? So when we're soloing over this... It gives us this chromatic movement. Um, You might not do this substitution during the melody because it will clash with the melody, and that's something to consider whether you're playing the melody or you're soloing. But when we're soloing, these substitutions are often used by jazz musicians as ways to sort of slip in and out of what our ear is expecting. Um, When you're playing the melody, that's a whole other uh, story, and it's definitely something to consider uh, with your substitutions. You don't want to do anything that's going to clash with the melody. Melody is always king. Uh, So that's kind of the level one, right? The first thing that everybody talks about is the tritone substitution. But there are several others you can do. Yesterday, we were talking about the diminished chord and the diminished scale. And one of my favorite substitutions is on a one chord, especially at the end of a resolution, say, of a ballad. Um, You know, most American songbook ballads end with the melody on the tonic. Right? This is a perfect opportunity to use a diminished chord. Even if it's just for a second. It's great. You can do it uh, on the first uh, note of a tune. You know, what's new is, is done quite often like that. Put a diminished seventh chord in place of a major chord, essentially, especially if the melody note is a sixth. And you can do this as you're blowing, too. So that's a 2-5 in F, uh, G minor 7. 
C7. Instead of F major 7, we do F diminished 7. Complete with that diminished scale. The whole half diminished scale. Provides a nice airy sound uh, to the proceedings, and it's really, really nice to play. And usually gets a bit of stank face on your audience, a little bit of a woo. Uh, okay, so our third uh, substitution, how does that work? Uh, we're going to do a chromatic substitution that you hear often, and maybe you don't know what it is. This, again, can happen inside of a 2-5-1. So if we again, uh, again, if we're on our 2-5-1 and F... I don't know why I'm playing that lick so much today, but I'm really enjoying it. It's a variation of a tritone sub. Uh, we go G minor, and instead of playing a full bar of G minor, we do two beats, and then we do two beats of A flat minor. We go up a half step, and then we do two beats of D flat seven, like we're doing a two five. A flat minor seven to D flat seven, and then slide down to the C seven that we would have gone to, right? So you're extending, you're still doing G minor seven and C seven within the, the space of two bars. One, two, three, four, two, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. But we're adding this sort of half step slip in there. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. This is especially fun to superimpose uh, upon uh, a two, five, one. Really, really fun. Really, really slick. Uh, so those are what typical chord substitutions are. There's a mess of them. And they can get very complicated. They can even get a little more basic. Uh, one that I kind of glossed over but is, is a really fun one is on a 2-5-1. Instead of a Dorian, a D minor 7, G7, C7, if we're in the key of C, you can use a dominant. Right? You hear this one all the time. Very, very basic, but can be incredibly effective. Why do we use these? We use these to add variety, to add novelty to uh, our, our playing, to add drama, to, to really uh, defy what expectations we've set up. So you might not throw every single substitution you know and every single tune that you do from the very first chorus. These can be something that you kind of keep in your hip pocket and you bring out when things are starting to get interesting, right? Don't overplay these. Use these in a very tasteful way, and you're going to get a lot of miles out of them. And listen for them. There's a ton of them in every recording you like, I'm sure. Uh, some are superimposed. Some are there on purpose, but they're everywhere. And they're part of our bag of uh, tricks or the language of the music. Um, so, yeah, that's it for today. That's how does that work. Chord subs. Just kind of rolling through these. It's nice not to have... Uh, the uh, companion here, you know, slowing me down, dragging me through. The, I'm just kidding. I, I, I miss you, Pete. I uh, hope you're having fun over in Europe. And uh, yeah, we'll do this again tomorrow. Uh, don't forget to go to openstudiojazz.com. We have a brand new course called Jazz Piano Technique Volume 1 Pentatonics, where Peter and I actually have 20 guided practice sessions, um, each one practicing with you, getting your chops up uh, to uh, hopefully the best they've been. And uh, it's really, really fun. And hopefully uh, you've checked it out by now. But if you haven't, go to openstudiojazz.com and check out the new Jazz Piano Technique course. And until tomorrow, you'll hear it.